I'm Robert Leslie, and welcome to Spotlight, where your host, J.D. Booth, shares conversations with some of the area's brightest and most interesting personalities. To learn more about Spotlight, check us out at LamptonShield.com for more information and to get the latest show notes for this episode. In the meantime, let's join J.D. now with today's special guest. So I'm talking to Chris Carter. Chris, you are the Chief Administrative Officer of the City of Sarnia. You've been in this position uh, since early 2019. Yes. yes. And um, you tell me a little bit about your background. Where I know you came, um, you've been uh, an administrative officer in the municipal system. But tell me where you're from and, and how you got to this point. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, so approximately we've been uh, with the corporation for approximately three months now. Um, and before I start, I'd like to say thank you to everyone. Um, thank you to, to, to council. Thank you to the staff. Thank you to the team. Uh, most importantly, thank you to the people and the public. Everyone's been very um, supportive, been very uh, welcoming, um, and everyone's been very humble, and, and it's been very professional. So I want to say thank you to everyone. Involved. Welcome, welcome to Sarnia. Well, thank you so much. Um, but on your on on your you know to your question and, and on your point, um, yeah. So uh, born and raised in Richmond Hill, Ontario. Um, you know, developed the, the municipal love, I guess you would say, um, when I was approximately 14, starting out as even a, you know, you, in the facilities, in the parks and rec uh, field. as a, Worked for the town for, of Richmond yeah, Hill. Town of Richmond Hill, summer student. Uh, and then obviously developed my passion from there, got into uh, municipal administration and, and schooling and in, 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 uh, post-secondary school. And then obviously was successful to get back into uh, with the town of Richmond Hill, um, starting off my career with the town of Richmond Hill, then moved up to um, Ora Madani area, which is Barrie, Ontario yep. area. Then I was asked to kind of go out west. I call it the Midwest. Uh, uh, Manitoba. I, Manitoba. Spent some time out there. And then when my uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child, I had a little bit of a talking to from my uh, my in-laws and my own family to say, yeah, I think it's a, it's time come to back. come back home. Come back home. Um, so again, my family's from the GTA area. My wife's family's from the London, Ontario area. Um, and I was able to settle in with... Uh, the town of West Lincoln um, with, as the CAO. Uh, after there, I was asked to uh, move my career on with the Niagara Region as the general manager slash um, deputy CAO with the Niagara Region. And then... A little more excitement than you bargained for there. Yes, yes. It, it's, it's, it's always uh, always exciting times, um, but it was a great opportunity and a great, uh, great challenge uh, to move on uh, from, from that career uh, out in Niagara Region area over to uh, the city of Sarnia. Um, um, it was a no-brainer uh, to come to the city of Sarnia uh, to continue with my career just because of family location, the dynamics. Um, count, as I said previously, council was uh, very professional, very um, humble during the interview process, and that was a huge selling point. So here we are, over 20 years' experience. Here I am, and um, it's been fantastic. So what, what I, and I, I, you know, because, you know, you were interviewed and it's been in the public record, uh, you know, there was a little bit of friction, uh, shall we say, between uh, the incumbent and and uh, and she left and and uh, new new slate or new uh, you know new uh, new plan. What do you hope to bring to this job here in Sarnia? The future, um, and I really I've said this from day one. I don't. I don't look backwards on anything. It's it's just my nature. Um, I'm always looking forward. I'm always looking at the positive side of things. Um, what happened previous, again, I don't have all the knowledge. And to be respectful, um, I, it's not my, my place. My place is to advance the corporation. Um, but most importantly, to ensure that the residents 
get what they deserve. And that's, you know, that's a, a great quality of service uh, for their tax dollars. Um, ensure that what they're investing in, really, and that's what they do, every time they pay their taxes, they're investing in, into the community, uh, whether it's short-term or long-term uh, plans or projects, that they are, um, you know, uh, to the highest quality and highest standards so that the residents are happy with the services that they're receiving. So uh, myself is just strategically planning for the future from, you know, current state to obviously 10 to 15, 20 years out. Have you got your legs yet as far as in the three months? Uh, <laughs> what what yeah. did you do the first two weeks uh, on the job? Well, it's funny that people say there's always a honeymoon period when you first start off at, at a new job. Um, I think I had about four hours. I think by lunchtime on my first day, the honeymoon was uh, was, was over. Um, it, it's just been it's been very fast, um, but it's been very re rewarding because there's been so many um, things that I think we want to start planning for, and um, you know, so coming from someone that's as I said, who's always looking for the to the future, you know, we're looking at what current master plans we have, you know, so I started doing some deep dives into that. What, you know, where do we want to go with our strategic planning? Where do we want to go with asset management? And then again, too, it was also dealing with a new culture and a new team. And well, you've had some, some new people, new in the job, your yeah. finance director. Yeah. I don't think you've hired uh, a, an attorney yet or a lawyer. Correct. That'll be coming... Um, most likely by next week. We're, okay. we're just in the interview process right now, so by the end of next week we'll have that. Uh, we have uh, just filled the position for the Director of Planning and Building. Uh, that was last week. Um, and we did an internal um, little bit of a, a secondment with our Director of Engineering. There's uh, an employee internally. Uh, Mike Berkvins will be retiring at the end of the year. And um, David Jackson is doing a, a four-month I guess you would say training opportunities, a common opportunity, just to see if there's some internal growth opportunities within the corporation. So, so let's talk about the positives. Yeah. Um, you've been here three months. We're recording this on June 20th, 2019. Yeah. Um, what makes you encouraged after you know this period of time to see what you have in terms of your human assets and your right. organizational assets? What what has encouraged you since you've started? There's two aspects. Well, actually, I would say three. One was uh, my dealings with council to date in terms that um, we are moving towards the, the common goal, which is to make Sarnia a great place. And that's coming up with great policies, coming up with great um, strategic plans, um, and also being you know financially responsible for the dollars that are being spent. So there, there's a vision, there's a common goal, there's... And there's always going to be times where you agree to disagree, and that's healthy in, in, in every aspect of life. You know, there's a recommendation whether you approve it or you don't. Uh, so that's very healthy, and that's been working out extremely well. Um, but then there's also the team, the, the corporation, the employees. Uh, I've This is my fifth, you know, municipal experience, I guess you would say, for an employment opportunity. This is the most passionate group of people I've seen. Um, from day one, they've come up to me and said, you know, welcome, glad you're here, you know, look at all the great stuff we're doing. And they've literally took me around to all the great things that they were doing because it, sometimes we take advantage of what we see every day, you know, uh, whether the grass is being cut or the, the roads are being plowed or even the more necessity things of the drinking water that we have, you know, and our sanitary systems. Those are the key things in our infrastructure that I think we take advantage of every day um, you know, and they were just showing me around. They were just so passionate about their work, which was phenomenal. 
Um, and I didn't receive any negativity from that aspect. They were just very excited. And then third was, as I was saying earlier, the, the people I've met today, like you, you, you know, your, yourself or uh, the local business owner or just people from the public that have welcomed me when I've gone to a, uh, a conference um, you know, or a little bit of a dinner or so, whatever it might be. They know I'm new to the community. I was just at the Habitat for Humanity, the AGM uh, dinner, and everyone was... It was extremely positive, you know, um, and they're just welcoming, welcoming myself, my family to the community. So that those are the really the three key aspects that have been very, very positive. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes you don't get all three um, when you go to certain municipalities that I've experienced, right? Um, but Everybody here, has their unique challenges. Right, yeah. But here, it's, 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 um, it's just been very, very humble to, to be here, and it's just been very, very... Uh, rewarding to be here to date and uh, my family and I we, we move next week uh, into town we officially take possession of our, our new home our Sarnia home so that's even more exciting so with those three aspects I guess you'd say aligning um, we know it was the right choice for us to come here. So let's let's talk about some of the challenges what do you see as being the top three challenges if you will for you know getting us to the point where obviously we want to continue to advance and we want to continue to improve. Uh, what are the top three that are on your radar as far as making significant change right. in this municipality? Can I say money all for all three? <laughs> but no, um, really the first one is, is finances, right? Every, uh, every municipality these days are, are having some um, I wouldn't say financial struggle, struggles, it's more um, the financial plan. What do you have behind that? Because we do have aging you know, infrastructure. I'm um, not saying you know, we're different from anyone else, but every municipality faces that. There's always more to do than you have the funds available. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, and, and it's the demand. Um, the more and more we, we grow as, as you know, humans and technology evolves, the more and more we want, the more and more um, easier or you know, quicker services we want. There's a reason why the Tim Hortons drive through is you know, 80 cars deep. No one makes a pot of coffee anymore back in, you know, I remember my old man you know, pulling out the sleeve and putting in the coffee, yeah. setting the timer in the morning. No, you'd rather spend two bucks sit in the drive-through, spend $5 on gas idling, and then drive away because it's convenience, right? So when you look at the service and the service demand, um, that's, that's key. And, and how do we find those, those funds to ensure that, A, we're spending the money uh, you know, appropriately, but what's our return on investment? Uh, with, with utilizing those funds because there's only one taxpayer, right? There's only, right. There's only one pot of money when you really think about it in the whole scheme of things. Um, so that's, that's key is having the financial stability to advance the corporation. And staff is working extremely hard on that. If I can just take a side note on that, we are working towards a 10-year capital uh, forecast to present to council. We are looking on asset management, and we're looking at really what is our overall strategic plan for the corporation. So once we have all those key pillars in place, that'll be very um, successful. So I asked you for three. Yep. I'm assuming that that um, roads, the infrastructure, roads, bridges, is yes. one of those. Yes. Um, what about other areas that are are of equal concern or significant concern? Yeah. to you and your staff. Yeah, it, a lot of it too is, um, um, you know, sustainable communities. You know, how do we become a sustainable community, whether it's through, um, you know, social services, uh, economic development, environmental. Really, instead of looking at a municipality or a city of, you know, we need to do A, B, and C, 
we should start putting on the lenses of how do we become a sustainable community. So what's, what, what changes are we making within our own boundaries to make us more sustainable? And that's why when you see a lot of stuff on environment coming along these days, council just uh, approved the climate uh, emergency uh, motion on, on Monday night at council. You know, so we're, and we're looking at what is also the economic spin. Where are we going? Is it heavy industrial, which has slowed down um, quite a bit over the years, right? Manufacturing is, you know, car industry and all that has, has really um, slowed down a little bit. But how do we be strategic with our economic development and have growth and have, have all those things that go with a really a sustainable community? And that's what's really key, advancing the council. And this is my third one, which would all follow into the sustainable communities. How do you have those right policies in place? Now, council, as you know, they're the ones who set policy. They set guidelines for policy. But how do they, how, how do I provide them the proper policies so that they can make a sound decision so that they're spending, you know, money appropriately? We're planning for the future and we're making a sustainable community. So is it, um, is it through asset management? Is it through um, capital allocation of funds? Is it through reserves? There's a variety of different policies and different methods and, and documentations we can provide. So once you have those three key pillars in place, or what I think are the three key um, areas of, of interest, I would call it areas of interest or areas of opportunity, um, you know, council will be very successful. But at the end of the day, they also need the administrative tools, which is policies, as I just said, so they can make that those sound decisions advancing the corporation. So you mentioned you've got 20 years experience in the municipal sector. Um, what were the... Give me a sense of what um, has, what you've learned over that period. Was there some pivotal points where you, you know, an aha moment, if you will, uh, when it comes to uh, being able to succeed in the role that you're in now? Yeah, uh, th there's t there's two incidences that that really I, I knew this was my passion and they're two totally different spectrums. One was um, when I was out west I was asked to implement a transit system. I have no experience in transit, I'll be honest with you, that you know, wasn't, wasn't my background. Um, but I was able to, to take that project, to take that task and start a project from, from you know, step one all the way up to step completion. Um, and it, it was, that was um, that was a personal goal at the end of it, that I, I was successful, I was able to get grants from the province, we won provincial awards, uh, we won a Canadian, uh, it's called CUDA, a Canadian Urban Transit Association, we won an award there. It was, and yeah, there was no transit system when you were... Zero transit system. Okay. Um, and so we started from square one, bus routes, it, it was phenomenal. And it, it, it was challenging, don't get me wrong, um, there were a lot of late nights, but that was a rewarding personal achievement. That was something like, okay, you know what, like this truly is what I want to be in. And this is my passion because every day is different. It's, it's just an everyday um, opportunity in, in government. And my other one on a, I think on a professional topic was uh, when I was the CAO for West Lincoln, um, we were fortunate, and I use that in air quotes, yes, air quotes that we got turbines in our community. We were a community that were, was not in favor of, of turbines. It was very clear that council did not want turbines, but the provincial government said, nah, you're getting turbines. So we ended up with 32 turbines. At the end of it, where it, was, it was so chaotic. It, um, it, it was almost as if we forgot about the people. We, 
as cliche as that sounds, it seemed like there was an upper government saying to the lower tier government, I don't care what your elected bodies say. I don't care what the public says. You're going to do what we say. And here's our policy, the yep. Ministry of Environment, whatever, you know, the Green Energy Act, whatever they wanted to pull out was to say, no, you're going to do what we say. Well, that took me on a, pro- on a professional to say, well, no, no, that's not, that's not how we treat people. You know, we, we want to be heard. You know, those, those are the people that elect people. And this is, you know, wh- why are you not listening to what the public wants? And why, why are we feeling like the, the big brother is stepping on the, the little brother? And that really, um, I, that really enhanced my passion on a different aspect of, of my career. So I, I was able, those were like the two topics that I was very, that, that I resonate with me every day. And every time when I make a decision or I'm trying to make a recommendation to counsel or try to, you know, speak, um, you know, very respectfully to counsel or present stuff, it's based on that. I always look at who is the person and let's respect the person and, but also let's also respect So you, you kind of learned what not to do, uh, how not to treat people through that, yeah. that situation. Yeah, and it was, it was it, it, it's still, if, if you were at those meetings, we had to take the meetings out of the council chambers, had to go to like school, gymnasiums. There's so many people that were just so passionate saying, we don't want this, we don't want this. Why you didn't take it to a community that wants it? Because there are communities that put up their hands and said, we do want it because there was financial gain. The government would, province would provide you financial gain off of it. But... You know, it, it just seemed like no, um, and that was really uh, disheartening because it, it, it fractured the community. You saw people coming in, and you know, we used to be neighbors, for example, you and I, and you were the lucky one that got the turbine on your property. Well, you got so much amount of money for 20 years, and I got to walk outside my house and look at this big, yeah. you know, miniature CN tower that's spinning around in circles. But wh- wh- where is the community in that? And I, I think those are really the two aspects of... Of, of how I just deal with my day-to-day stuff. Understand how, how much work you put in, and there is reward to it in government, because so, most of the time you hear the negative, right? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It's, I don't get a lot of people call up and say, hey, Chris, great job on plowing that snow, right? It's usually, why isn't my road not plowed, right? And that's fair, and that's, that's, the doors are always open, the phone's always on, but I always look at, you know, really how do we treat people? What is the total reward? And at the end of the day, I know people are, are still very happy with with the overall gain that government does. So um, it's sometimes it's, just, it's in different ways, but um, if you can come in every day with that type of philosophy and attitude, it, it really does make your job a lot easier. All right, so, so as we wrap this up, one, I'll, I'll say one more question, yeah. but I've been known to, to <laughs> add uh, more than one. But uh, really, what, what is exciting you about, I know we talked about you know, the, the, the challenges and the people here, yeah. but what's the one thing that really, uh, when you wake up in the morning, hey, I got to go do this? Um, what excites me is um, um, just, just the, 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 tr- the trust, um, the, the trust in, in council, you know, hiring me, Saying, hey, listen, we have we have trust in this individual. We know we know who Chris Carter is. We we know what his his attributes are. We know what his intentions are. We know what he's gonna uh, provide for the for the city. You know, not as a political means, but also as an administrator, but also as a public, um, and just the type of person that he is. And that that means a lot. All we want to do in life is be validated and and be you know loved and be you know cherished in in some regards, right? And and it always feels good to to know that you're you're welcome. Um, and I can't tell you again, but it's been very welcoming um, to date within this community. So, um, and I say thank you to everyone.
So Great. Yeah. Chris, thanks very much for this. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And that's our episode of Spotlight for today. Join us again for another conversation with J.D. Booth, founder and editor of LambtonShield.com. You can click subscribe wherever you found this podcast or check us out at LambtonShield.com where you'll find the latest episodes of Spotlight. For J.D. Booth, I'm Robert Leslie. Thank you for listening. Until next time, we hope you shine bright in everything you do.